Real estate financing company Marcus & Millichap released its second quarter earnings last week. Here to discuss the report, I'd like to welcome in Hassam Naji, CEO of Marcus & Millichap. Thanks so much for being here, Hassam. Good afternoon. Great to be with you again. So, Hassam, before we get into the key takeaways from your report, you're the largest real estate financing firm in the U.S. Tell us about uh, what kind of deals your company does. I'd be happy to. First of all, we're the largest investment real estate brokerage and financing firm. Our primary services are the brokering of commercial real estate assets and then finding the appropriate financing, both for those transactions and for refinancing or recapitalization of commercial real estate uh, in, during the uh, whole time of an asset or if a sale is not necessarily the right strategy for a client. We're also well known for the company's research and advisory services. Uh, a long time ago, we recognized that uh, commercial real estate investors need ongoing flow of local information, you know, down to the trade area or submarket, as well as macroeconomic analysis on a regular basis and in order to make decisions and really maximize their yield. That's become a mainstay of the way that we service our clients and the dialogue that our sales force has with investors and owners uh, in any given day. We have uh, almost 2,000 professionals across North America with over, over 80 offices serving the United States and Canada. So you recently reported Q2 results. You beat on both the top and bottom lines, a 40% revenue growth over the same period a year ago. What's driving that strength? Well, it's been a combination of internal strategies and the strength in the marketplace. Starting out with our own strategies, about five years ago, we set out to complement what has always been an organic growth model for Marcus and Millichap whereby we bring in inexperienced individuals, train them, support them, uh, and uh, really help them flourish through our management support in local markets uh, with an acquisition strategy where we targeted complementary firms and complementary experienced individuals and teams uh, to be added to our firm to cover property types where we were light on coverage or geographic markets. And that complementary strategy of acquisitions with the organic growth has really proved to be effective for us. That's one of the key reasons our revenue has grown so much and the company's earnings has grown so much uh, through that strategy. The second was uh, a significant upgrading of internal infrastructure and technology in particular. Uh, leading up to the pandemic, we had upgraded all of our network gear and the latest uh, proprietary applications that we use for the automation of our workflow. And it was a fortuitous timing, of course, because we were able to flip a switch and, and go completely virtual during their economic lockdown. And then following up with that, we invested in a lot of investor-related technology on our website, whereby we make it a lot easier for investors to look at our inventory and get in touch with our market leaders and, and access our research content. All of that has created a lot of benefit and then externally, of course, commercial real estate has benefited from extremely low interest rates and incredible liquidity pumped into the system in reaction to the pandemic. And that has created a, a terrific amount of momentum of capital wanting to be in commercial real estate throughout 2021 and the first half of this year. And of course, as the Fed has uh, really begun a tightening cycle, both through interest rate increases, but also in, in a quantitative tightening cycle, uh, that has created some uncertainty and some choppiness in the market, where the bid-ask spread, question of valuation, has uh, become much more of a challenge. 
uh, sitting here now than let's say six months ago. Uh, but we think that uh, the fundamentals are very, very strong. There is no overbuilding uh, really to speak of at, a, at the macro level, especially for commercial real estate. And what we're facing in this market adjustment is nothing like let's say 2008, 2009, where we had a, a systemic financial crisis. That is not at all the case now. Uh, so that's sort of the summary of, uh, of drivers that has gotten us here. Yeah, and different landscape than the, the uh, residential real estate market. But, you know, you talked about those extremely low interest rates. We know those are, are ticking higher. So I do want to talk about the impact that they're having on your business. You closed, what, $43.4 billion worth of real estate transactions last year in 2021. How is 2022 shaping up amidst higher rates? Are you on, on track to beat that number? Well, in the first half of this year, our, uh, our volume was up over uh, 50%, mainly because of the internal strategies I was talking about uh, playing out uh, in larger transactions. Our, we have an institutional division uh, that concentrates on larger transactions and the institutional real estate owners. Our primary business has been built on servicing private investors, uh, basically individuals, partnerships, family and friends that have put uh, equity together and have been participants in commercial real estate, typically under a $10 million price point. That's the vast majority of commercial real estate and our primary client base. They're always trading due to personal drivers, you know, partnership breakups, life circumstance changes, death, divorce, and being very entrepreneurial and opportunistic. We saw that play out in 2020 where a lot of our repeat clients had capital and they put it to work during the market disruption in 2020 and then throughout last year. So this year we're seeing the same level of capital demand, but uh, to your point, interest rates going up has really challenged the valuation of commercial real estate, where the buyer and seller uh, now have to really examine the underwriting. The cost of debt changes the valuation because uh, commercial real estate is largely financed at the transaction time, and therefore the loan to value ratio or how much financing one could put on a transaction changes when interest rates are much higher, which impacts evaluation. Uh, and so as we're going through that, volume will go down compared to last year. But again, the fundamentals are so strong and there's so much capital in the market. We're already seeing our clients kind of recalibrate. Um, the prices are adjusting. We've seen as much of a, you know, as little as 5% price adjustment in some property types to as high as 15 or 20% in other property types. Uh, it's that recalibration period that we're going through right now. I want to ask you about the return to work because I know several companies want their employees back in the office, but they don't, those employees don't necessarily want to go. Anecdotally here in New York City, I know far more people still working from home than, than are even going into the office, say, one day a week. So based on the transactions you're seeing and the action you're seeing in the commercial real estate market, what is the status of the return to work and, and how is it going to look down the road? Virtually all of our office owner clients are reporting uh, what you just described as the hybrid work solution, uh, where there is a, at a maximum, maybe sometime in the office during the week, but a substantial amount of time allowed for workers to work virtually. Uh, that's here to stay from what we can tell and what our clients can tell. Office space configuration is changing around that. We're seeing a lot of our clients improve the lobby and amenities in office buildings to create experiences that draw people back in. Uh, we do believe that uh, the lower footprint because of the hybrid work environment is here to stay. 
But behind the current talk of a recession and the current tightening cycle that the Fed inevitably has to move the country through because of inflation, we believe on the other side of it, there is a healthy economic cycle where business startups and expansions are going to create new demand. Five years from now, I think all of this is going to offset each other. But the process and the journey there is going to be painful for some of the owners because demand is going down. We were seeing the same thing in older shopping centers where e-commerce has made such an impact um, where reuse of that real estate and retenanting of older shopping centers, very similar to what we're seeing with some of the older office buildings, is the way to go. And a lot of entrepreneurial investors, especially our private client investors that I referenced earlier, are very opportunistic in creating those repositioning and rehab type of uh, returns. Have to leave it there, but really appreciate your perspective into the commercial real estate space. Hassam Naji, CEO of Marcus and Millichap, thanks so much for joining the show. Thanks for having me on.